faith yo-yo. What in the world is that? The last two weeks, we talked about faith and our feelings, how our feelings, our emotions, they're a part of us, but they aren't always truth. So to live above your feelings and circumstances, you must allow faith to guide your steps because faith or that hope and confidence of what is not yet seen is based on the word of God and that's truth. This week, I want to stay on the topic of faith, but look at it from a different perspective and how it affects you as you walk through grief. Hey friend, welcome to the Grief to Great Day podcast. Do you feel like you're going crazy? Is the shower the only place for you to really cry? Are you surrounded by people, but you still feel all alone? Do you want to be the you you were before your loved one died, but you have no idea how to get there? I'm Steph Cabanis, Southern by choice, wife, turtle triathlete, Jesus follower, and fellow traveler in the journey of grief. I too struggled to breathe, questioned God and my faith, and thought I would never be happy again. But God took my brokenness and he turned it into a breakthrough. So if you're ready to understand how to navigate grief, lean into your faith and take just one step towards healing, then bring your ugly cry, get into a comfortable place, even if that's your bed right now, and let the healing begin. Girl, there's hope for your future. Come on in the house and join me on that couch. I'm Steph, and this is Grief to Great Day. Thank you for being here. I hope you feel welcomed and heard through this podcast. Hello to everyone listening in Rwanda, our spotlight country. And in the U.S., Minnesota has taken over North Carolina at the top with the most downloads this week. Grief to Great Day is downloaded in over 75 countries now, which tells me there's a need to talk about grief. And it's felt throughout the world. So know that whatever country or state you're in, you're not alone as you walk through this thing called grief. I know there are new listeners each week, so if that's you, welcome to a podcast you never wanted to need. I get that. I'm glad you're here, though, because it tells me you're taking steps towards your healing. Now, for you new listeners, if you hear me talk about Monica, her faith, or her death, and you want some background, just go to my website, grief the number two greatday.com and click on the book tab. Her faith journey throughout the last six months of her life were unreal and her death changed me. She's the reason that you are listening to me today. In this podcast, we talk about understanding grief so you will know what to expect, processing daily life, like how to get through the day and how to grow your faith when you have questions and anger and then feel guilt for having questions and anger with God. So if you're just starting your journey, please know that life will change. It won't always hurt like this. It's important for you to hear that often. This is not to say that you're going to stop missing your loved one because you never will, but you will be able to breathe, to laugh, and to live again. The last two weeks, we talked about faith and our feelings, how our feelings, our emotions are a part of us, but they aren't always truth. So to live above your feelings and circumstances, you have to allow faith to guide your steps. 
because faith, that hope or confidence of what's not seen, it is based on the Word of God, and that's truth. This week, I want to stay on the topic of faith, but look at it from a little different perspective. I'm going to use health as an analogy because it's something that most of us women can relate to. Cabbage soup, (laughs) beets, green beans, Scarsdale, Atkins, South Beach, keto, potato, pills, plants, and potions. Does any of this sound familiar? How many times have you jumped on one of these hoping it would be the change you've hoped for for years? You saw the person who was advertising it and you want to look like them. So in the moment, we kind of get fed up with our weight or shape and we jump on the quick fix. It doesn't even matter if that quick fix is potentially dangerous. We never jump on products with headlines like, spend the next year getting healthy, a no-fail plan of small steps. (laughs) But we do jump on the lose 10 pounds in seven days, promise or lie. If we're honest, we know this has less to do with health and more to do with vanity. My sweet friend Darlene allowed me to live with her and her husband after I sold my house and I was waiting on construction for another. She used to live next door to Monica and I, and we were like three of a kind when it came to diet and exercise. We would get into seasons where we would walk and run together and compete in miles run or weight loss. And then years later, when I moved in with her, that old mindset kicked right in, almost like a default. And together, we went to the chiropractor to get pills and some strange diet. Both of us quickly lost weight the first week. We lost some more the second week. And by the third week, we started losing momentum. When we continue to condition ourselves with this routine, one or more of these four things are going to happen. First, if you make a change, it rarely lasts. Second, You stop believing in your ability to change. Third, you damage your physical health. And four, sometimes you end up gaining more weight than what you started with. What's crazier is that we do the same thing year after year after year. If we had just made small and consistent changes over time, we would make lasting changes. We would have confidence in what we commit to. We would create real health in our physical bodies and we would lose more weight than we have with the 10 or 20 or 50 quick fad diets. It's that microwave mentality I've talked about before. The daily grind is not glamorous. It's not fun. It's very uncomfortable and you don't see big changes quickly. But it is the only way to create a healthy habit healthy routine, and ultimately a healthy physical life. Okay, now switching gears. Is this not how we treat our relationship with God? How many times have you seen an evangelist or heard your pastor talk about how a close relationship with trust and communication and surrender will change your life? You've heard testimonies about this. We leave church fired up to start a new routine tomorrow. (laughs) And when tomorrow comes, so does another reason or excuse not to do the work. How many Bible studies have you bought? How many times have you finished? How many times have you made a decision to do 20-minute devotions first thing in the morning 
and then something pops up and we don't do it in the morning or in the afternoon or even the next week. However, when hard circumstances occur in our lives, like broken relationships, loss of a job, or worse yet, we lose a loved one. The expectations on God to quickly fix our situation is intense. We go to God fervently, and I said that word instead of disrespectful like I used to, for a day or a week, and then we can't understand why things haven't changed, why the pain hasn't stopped. It's like eating a salad for two days and being shocked we haven't lost 10 pounds. Now you laugh, but you know you've done it. I have to. I can go much deeper into this, but I want to keep it easier to digest, pun intended. Let's compare what I said about the dieting to what happens when we continue to go to God only when we need his help. It's yo-yo faith. First, a firestorm of prayers to God whom we didn't have five minutes for over the past year, does not set us up for a strong relationship because the act is only for the moment or the situation. Second, we stop believing in the character of God. And this is not because he has changed, because he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But it's because we don't get what we want and our view of him changes. Third, we damage our spiritual health. And fourth, we can end up pulling away from God because our circumstances didn't change as we expected. You know, you don't have to be at your goal weight to benefit from the act of eating healthfully and exercising. Remember, I told you that in grief, exercise is so helpful because it's, and this is based on current peer-reviewed journals, exercise is more effective than Prozac. You'll start feeling stronger and lighter just by doing the actions. We know we can talk about it all day long, but nothing changes with intentions. It takes action and consistency. Consistency to get this idea in your head also means unfailing, enduring, relentless, unwavering, constant, follow-through, repeated, dedicated, the grind, prevailing, devoted, continuous, undeviating, lasting, and persistent. It's the same with your relationship with God. No mo yo-yo. Make friends with the daily grind because long-term, these smaller changes done consistently are more powerful in building a relationship with God. Don't beat yourself up, though, with what you're not doing right now. Take action to build a strong relationship with God, and all will be well, even when it's not. This is not to overwhelm you, because what I'm telling you is, go small. Actually, go small to go big. And don't get distracted with all the things that you need to build your relationship with God. I guess I was speaking about how I used to do it all the time. I used to buy journals, pens, highlighters, <laughs> all this stuff, and then I'd put it in my calendar like an hour every day to really dig into the word. But honestly, Matthew 6.33 is the answer. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things like peace and power, love, strength, joy, meaning, and purpose will be added unto you. You do this by being okay to be a turtle, slow and consistent. In the beginning of your grief journey, though, 
you may have to be a sloth. You don't have to arrive at being healed to have hope or feel stronger, but you do have to pray, read, and rise. Your journey works or the work of your journey is to start today and spend just five minutes to meditate on the word of the week, which is Chronicles, sorry, First Chronicles 1611. It says, look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Now y'all get this down deep so you will create a new default when things get hard. Your default is you go to God always. Seek ye first. Memorize it like we used to do in the old days. You know, I think there was a reason for that, wasn't there? And remember that God is not against you. He didn't do this to you. There are so many questions as to why it happened. You know, I'm the queen of why, but shift your thinking that God's walking with you. First Chronicles 16:11. Look to the Lord in his strength. Seek his face always. Do this every day this week week and you'll see a change. If you're ready to take a brave step towards your healing, there's help available. Grief to Gray Day offers free and paid faith-based resources so you can join the private Facebook group. You don't have to suffer in silence anymore. Be a part of a group of faith-filled women who get it in a way the world can't. The daily pain and struggle of grief is not denied here. But faith paves the way for hope in this group. You can download the free Loss, Grief, and Healing Seminar. This is the best faith-based introduction of what to expect in your grief journey. Download the seminar if you want a reason to hope and learn how to heal. Today is not your forever and you are not alone. You can also purchase grief coaching. If you're looking for one-to-one support to figure out your next best step, or if you want to understand where you are in the grief process, or you just need accountability in taking those healing steps, these one-hour grief coaching sessions are the answer for you. You can also purchase the workshop called The First Year of Grief, How to Survive with Hope and Heal. This workshop is the action-oriented step-taking program you need to give you foundational tools to navigate your grief in the first year especially. Remember, time itself does not heal all wounds. You have to take steps. In this workshop, you'll discover how to pursue God, even when you don't want to pray. You'll understand the roller coaster of grief so you know what's normal and what to expect. You will learn to process daily life with practical help to get you through those I can't get out of the bed days and you'll find where to seek support because I'll share grief resources that are best for you. Look, I've walked this journey and never thought I could be happy again. But God, he restored my joy and gave me a calling. So no matter how dark and hopeless your day is today, this can be your story too. It is my great joy to help you get there. Your safe place for all things grief can be found on the website, Grief, the number two, greatday.com. This includes all the resources I just shared and, in addition, the Grief to Great Day podcast and the book, Dying to be Healed. Regardless of where you are right now, you can breathe, laugh, and live again.
Thank you for being here today, for showing up. If this podcast has given you hope, encouragement, or helped you in any way, share it with a friend, either in a text or on your social platforms. Also, please subscribe, rate, and leave a written review on iTunes. It's a huge blessing for me to know that you're out there. Lastly, and this is important, you are not alone. Connect with me on the Grief to Great Day website, the link is below, and sign up for our free newsletters. I want to be able to pray for you by name. Remember, grief isn't something you're going to get over, but a great day is something you can get to.